So basically the topic for today is there is a lumber shortage. And for those that didn't know, lumber is a key component to building houses. At least in this country. <laughs> At least in this country, yes. Not always the case. Welcome to episode 93 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ariel Cremendi. I'm Adrian Trot. What's up, partner? Hey, how are you? We've got the snowball mics out today. I feel like I need to hold mine up because you're at a table that elevates it more, whereas mine is way down here. You can actually uh, adjust your thing here and it does extend a little bit, so... It anyway, does. we're going to play around with some different audio options now that we've come to the realization that we're not opening the studio still anytime soon. I think we um, could. You could sit. We could sit on that opposite end of the table. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't chatted about it though. So for now, this is good. Uh, as you pointed out, I relocated with the family uh, on vacation up at the cottage. I've relocated to the dining room, so I'm cool. I'm good. I, I'm not worried about that. Today's episode, episode 93, holy smokes, we're almost, we're creeping in on that 100. Got to do something special for 100. Around the corner. We got the um, big celebration. Before we get into it, uh, if you haven't already and you're watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe so you get notifications of all these future videos and tips that we're going to be pumping and down. Every um, single Monday, we're putting out great content Great real estate tip. Every Monday. And if you're listening, uh, you can listen to this podcast on any anywhere where you would listen to a podcast. I like to listen to it either on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts. Um, makes it really easy for listening to in the car. And if you have any interest in real estate, the real estate market, becoming a real estate agent, if you are a real estate agent, any of the above, uh, please Give us a thumbs up, leave us a review, leave us a comment. Uh, it really helps getting the word out there. And, uh, and just to put things into perspective so people know where we're, uh, our advice is coming from, um, Ariel and I are the owners of the Cremendi Trot team, um, the very successful real estate team in Halton, uh, based out of Halton and working in the surrounding areas also. And then we also have a property management company. So we know what we're talking about. And we are a team of eight with offices in Milton and in Oakville. And we've been doing this for about 10 years. And uh, we have a long history in sales, but also in a passion for real estate. So this is, this is how we break it all down for all of you. And it's all free. It's all a wealth of wisdom. And uh, we're always happy to answer any questions that you have about real estate, about buying, about selling, about renting, about being a landlord, a tenant, about investing. So go ahead, like, and subscribe. You won't miss um, anything that way. And comment, comment, comment. If you want us to talk about something, we're always happy to do that. And that's what we do on these podcasts. And today's topic was actually a comment from a colleague uh, that happened to post an article. A memo. And it was a memo that came across the desks of um, many of this particular company's client customers. And this was a, a what was it? I guess a lumber supply. Yeah. So company? basically, the topic for today is there is a lumber shortage. 
And we wanted to talk about how that is going to potentially affect the real estate market. And lumber is like if you go into Home Hardware, Home Depot, any Lumberville or wherever you get your wood, there's a huge shortage. The shelves are barren. There's not much on the shelves right now. And whatever you can get your hands on is bloody expensive. And for those who didn't know, lumber is a key component to building houses. At least in this country. (laughs) At least in this country, yes. Not always the case. Um, but it was an interesting memo. I don't know. Did you, I, I don't know if you read the whole thing, but um, uh, you know, two key components. One is just a huge shortage, uh, which obviously is supply and demand, uh, and as a result of the shortage, prices have skyrocketed. In many cases, double what they normally are, um, for many reasons. One, manpower. A lot of these uh, companies that are processing and uh, manufacturing all or preparing all the lumber are not working at full capacity. And then you have all the transport issues where you don't have transport companies working at full capacity. Uh, Although we're getting kind of back to normal now, so we may see that shift, but there's been a huge uh, reduction in production and delivery in the last four or five months. And I believe it's only a blip, right? Like this is going to come back to normal and and things will be fine. But that blip, we're going to talk about what it's, going to do, or at least our beliefs and my beliefs of what it's going to affect when it comes to real estate. So here's what I think, because you asked me this question a few days ago and I said, well, let's not chat about it. Let's chat about it on the podcast. And here is my crystal ball coming out. Here's my uh, prognostication, if you will, for this whole lumber effect. You you are glowing. The top of your head is just know, shining. That's it really um, tall. There are new home builders that, let's face it, it's going to start with the new builds. It's going to start with builders. Of course. And they are currently committed to a lot of homes. A lot of people buy pre-construction homes, the builder and the purchaser go into a contract for the builder to build that home. There is a estimated, we'll call it, completion date for this home. And the reason I say estimated is they tell you, well, this is your closing date, but they have the ability to delay that closing date up to three times. That's right. Which can push back the closing without compensation. They can continue to um, delay it with compensation, but they can delay it three times without compensation. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think new home builders are going to have a tough time getting the lumber that they need in order to construct these homes. The new home builders are going to delay as much as possible uh, the construction of these homes, which in turn is going to delay people listing their homes for sale because a great bulk of new home buyers right now in the GTA because of prices have a home to sell. Certainly somebody that's buying a detached home right now, the chances are they've got a home to sell. Yes. Whether it's a condo, a semi, a townhome, whatever, a smaller detached home, and they're moving up to a bigger home, et cetera, et cetera. There's no real statistic on what percentage of new home buyers have a new home, uh, have a, an existing home to sell. 
but I'm going to suggest that it's somewhere in the 60 to 75% range that only approximately a quarter of new home buyers don't currently have a home to sell. Well, so the, gonna- the other, the other uh, component of that would be those buying for the purpose of investment where they're not selling one anyways. Correct. But that would be condos predominantly, small townhouses predominantly. Correct. And we're, we're definitely seeing less speculatory, less speculation purchases because of the prices of new homes. Um, there's a little bit less opportunity now to purchase something, sit on it till it closes and then flip it for a dollar or two. Um, it is happening still in the condo market, but not so much in the um, freehold uh, developments. So I think new home builders are going to delay some of their construction. It's going to delay people listing their homes for sale, which means less homes on the resale market. Um, I think the prices of new homes are actually going to go up. So any future build, uh, the builder is going to want to protect themselves against uh, inflation rates on those um, components of building the house. And it might not stop at lumber, right? We could see it in plumbing. We could see it in electrical. I mean, all of the components that build a home potentially had an effect during COVID with everything being shut down. So um, I think new home builders will say, hey, we got a forecast that our costs are going to go up. Uh, meanwhile, the resale market is on fire and going up. So I think we're going to see new home builders uh, jack up the prices, which between the price increases and potential delays in closing or longer closings, I think it'll even bring more attention to the resale market and more heat on the resale market. So the resale market is going to see even less supply and even more demand. And I think it's going to bring the prices up even further than what they're currently seeing. Yeah. And and not to say that new construction is not a good idea because the house that I'm living in was a new construction home and I enjoyed the process very much, but it's a very different time now. And over the last uh, three years, going back to 2017 and what happened then to even now, it's been pretty consistent that the the market is more volatile. And the nice thing with the resale market, if you're buying and selling uh, resale at the same time in the same market, your risk is lower. Um, and it just kind of makes more sense that that might be a safer avenue for most people. I think, I don't know, I maybe tell me what your biggest objection you find is, but I find most people that want new, it's because they, like I had a conversation with a lady the other day and she said, I wanted to buy new construction versus resale because she's picky. And, you know, my opinion on that is, well, you know, the nice thing with older homes that you can't get with new homes is the neighborhoods and the lot sizes. But the one thing you can do is make it whatever you want. So even if you're picky, you can still have the house you want. You can change the changeable. You cannot change the unchangeable. And unchangeable... I was just going to say, you said in the beginning that uh, this we have wisdom. I was going to say that this is a line out of the wisdom that you have for our viewers. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, you can't change location. 
you cannot change location and you cannot speed up time. So if you like big trees on your road and in your backyard and in front of your house, if you like to live in an area where the lot sizes are a little bit bigger, um, because certainly as they continue to build new homes, the lot sizes are progressively getting smaller. Um, Quickly and significantly. I find, I find also a lot of people now, they, and we might even see that more after this whole COVID thing, but floor plans are changing and they have changed and it's, it's an evolution process of new builders understanding what might be demanded. And for the last 10 plus years, new home builders decided that open concepts is what everybody want wants. And I don't believe that's hundred percent the case anymore. You know, 10 years ago, even five, six, seven years ago, people said, yeah, I want open concept. I want the kitchen, living room, dining room to all be able to see each other and all this. But now I would say a huge portion of our uh, audience and our huge portion of our client base are looking to have a little bit more degree of separation. They want that separate sitting area. So when you're, when you've got guests, you can sit in there and they don't see necessarily the kitchen and they don't see all of the mess from everything that you're cooking. And they potentially want maybe a playroom on the main floor or an or home, now main floor office, main floor office, things of that nature. And for the longest time, you, you didn't get that. And right now, if you look at most new build floor plans, you're getting open concept. You're not getting walls. So not all the time is a new home going to make a lot of sense from the perspective of you can change things like, yeah, you can even change the, the kitchen, right? Rip out the kitchen, put a new one in, put your dream kitchen in. It will probably cost you less to do that than upgrading with the builder. Um, you can gut the washroom and put a new washroom in or, you know, if the washroom is decent, but it doesn't have um, granite countertops and you want granite countertops, that's easy to do. If you yeah. don't like the floors, rip out the floors, throw some new ones in. Uh, you can't change the footprint of the house and you can't change the location. You can modify the house to look the way you want with a bit of money and a bit of time. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things to consider. Anyways, lumber is expensive now. It's hard to get. It's going to affect what happens with the builders. And I think it's going to in turn affect prices all around and in, in an upward fashion. This is not going to have a downward pressure on prices. It will have an upward pressure. Yes. Well, builders will do one of two things, either slow down um, the production of their homes, delay releases of new developments or increase prices to uh, protect themselves uh, because of the change in lumber prices. So inevitably, if prices in new construction change, it will affect resale and same as if there's fewer homes available, obviously. And that's what the biggest factor of the market is, is supply and demand. 
And that goes back to 2017 when everyone was complaining about all these new rules that the government was implementing, trying to change things when really it just comes down to supply and demand. So if there's, if there's no supply and there is, you know, the mortgage rates are low, very, very low mortgage rates right now. The GTA population is exploding and has exploded. Immigration will continue at high levels for the greater Toronto area. And I greatly believe that we are going to see a lot of generational shifting of equity. And what do I mean by that? I mean, there's going to be a lot of parents that are gifting some money to their children and grandchildren in order to be able to get into the real estate market. And I think we're going to see a lot of that over the next five to 10 years. Well, especially because the um, parents don't, I mean, a lot of parents will want their kids to be closer and it's not, and, and a lot of those parents live in the GTA and they don't want their kids moving to Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo, um, Woodstock, Stony Creek, whatever. They want them to be within a reasonable driving distance, especially if there's potential for grandkids. So, you know, why wouldn't they give them some of that potential inheritance up early? Well, and you uh, figure they bought the house for $100,000, you know, 30 years ago or whatever, 40 years ago. Yeah. And now they're sitting on a million dollar house with all this equity. And now they realize, well, we don't need this house. It's too big for us. We're retired now. We need to downsize. We can't, we don't want stairs. We don't want much maintenance. So they buy a $500,000 condo. They've already got their nest egg and now they've got another half a million bucks. So instead of, you know, waiting until they're dead to pass that money along, they're going to give it out to the kids and to the grandkids. And that's what's happening already. And it's going to happen more and more. And that's what's going to invigorate the lower price properties. And then the higher price properties are going to see a lot of just move up buyers. Again, you've built up the equity in your existing home, your home and or your family is growing. You need some more space. You want that main floor office that you can't get in X square footage. So you say, now we need X plus one and you're going to move up. So there's going to be lots of movement at all prices of, uh, of the resale ladder. And, um, you know, when there's not enough supply from the new home builders to support that, or the demand is just not the same for the new builds anymore. Like I was having this, this discussion with a, a, a client the other week who ultimately this past weekend ended up purchasing a resale home that was two years old. That was the happy balance for them. And this particular home has grass and a fence and all the grading's been done. All of the warranty work has been completed. Much of the inconveniences that come with new construction no longer well, exist. Well, they asked me before before we went out and we saw some properties, they asked me, should we consider a new build? And I went through it with them and I said, listen, you have three kids, young kids. Are you okay living in dirt roads? Right. Are you okay with there being no parks accessible? Like you have to literally drive five, six minutes to the closest neighborhood park. 
Um, are you okay that there aren't any amenities? Like the schools are still going to be built. Uh, so you have to temporarily put them in another school where there's potentially, um, uh, um, you know, uh, portables that you're, because they're just temporary, right? Because they're shifting, shifting kids around. Um, well, that's a big one. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's, maybe there's no busing for the school. Uh, because that happens at a later stage. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you gotta, you gotta think about all those things. You gotta think, do I need grass in my backyard? Do I want to deal with all the dust? Do I want to deal with construction workers coming back to repair things all the time uh, until all of my warranty work is completed? Um, so, you know, we went through it and then we looked at the pricing. We looked at, okay, here's what the new builder is asking. Most of them are not negotiable. Here's what they're asking for the property. Now let's add in some upgrades, right? Because, hey, if we're buying the new home, we want to get what we want. We're going to spend a few thousand bucks in the kitchen. We're going to spend a few thousand bucks because we don't like the standard floors. Uh, We want to upgrade the countertops, this and that. You can easily on a million dollar home spend 5%, 50,000 bucks. No, no question about it. Um, so now you're at a million fifty. Now you add in your fence, your air conditioning. You're not taking basic appliances if they come with them, which most will not now. Um, so appliances, you're ten to fifteen grand. Air conditioner and fence, you're another five, six, seven, eight thousand bucks. So you're talking twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars on top of that. So now here's seventy-five thousand dollars extra on top of the asking price, and. Um, and you then can just you take wait. those upgrades and reinvest them into the resale house, and get- and then you got and then you got to wait, right? Yeah. Like you you're in the market because you want to move. Now you got to wait a year or two to make that happen. You don't know. Maybe you lose your job in in in, in between now and then. Maybe the market does slide. You know. You so now you're committed to purchasing this million dollar home, and you're planning on selling your seven hundred fifty thousand dollar home but you can only do that in 12 to 18 months, whenever closer to the closing of the new home and the market takes a pause and maybe a pullback. And instead of getting 750 for your home, you're now getting 700. It, it happened. It yeah. happened in 2017. A lot of people um, couldn't close on their property because they didn't have the equity in, anymore. Now, of course it's a gamble, right? Because that $750,000 home could be eight or eight fifty. By the time you go and sell. Well, we know we've worked with many clients who their new construction homes were delayed and it worked in their favor because I remember one specifically across the street from us that you'll recall. And I think they ended up selling for a hundred thousand dollars more as a result of that delay. So they did very well, but it's not always that case. And it is a bit of a gamble. Very seldom, very seldom actually, because especially Now, now now with the turbulence in the market, Uh, you definitely want to be buying and selling in the same market to make sure that you know what your costs are. Um, So anyways, just going back to lumber and the the industry. Also affected even just small jobs and renos. And there was, uh, I've heard of a couple deck building companies where all they do is decks and fences and they've had to put jobs on hold because they can't get supplies either. So it's affecting more people. So it'll be interesting. I don't suspect it'll last long though, really. I think now that 
um, you know, businesses getting back to uh, more of a normal state um, for pretty well every industry. Production will ramp up. People are going to be working overtime, trying to pump out some material to get things up and running. Yeah, everybody's going to be trying to make up for lost ground. Yes. Um, you know, I, I feel bad for industries like uh, food and beverage because, you know, their their audience is still much less than what it would have been pre-COVID because there's still a lot of people that won't go to the restaurants and, and aren't going to the bars and things like that, even though they've, they've opened up with all the precautions in place. Um, but it's not like you can just all of a sudden say, I'm going to make thousand hamburgers today and sell all thousand hamburgers. No, you sell 200 hamburgers to the 200 people that order a hamburger. You're not, you're not automatically just ramping up your business, right? So there's a lot of businesses like that, that, that are going to feel an effect and potentially a lot of people in those type of industries that are going to feel the effect on purchasing a home. Um, Mm -hmm. like if they were thinking about it, maybe now that decision is delayed and there's going to be a bunch of people that, uh, unfortunately will have to sell their home because of, uh, affordability issues. So it's this whole weird thing that's going to happen over the next few months. And it's hard to get that crystal ball out and determine what exactly is going to transpire. But from a lumber standpoint, Shortage of lumber is going to create a shortage of new homes being built. It's going to create a demand even more so than there already is for the resale homes. Um, there's a lack of inventory definitely in the GTA debt, certainly in Halton and Peel region where we do a bulk of our, our trading and Wellington region, Hamilton region. Um, and then with... The further shortage in supply, I think we're going to see some tremendous pressure on on buyers. There's going to be like we're seeing multiple offers well, there already on pretty, is. I was, on, on pretty much in, everything. I mean, yeah, can you I've imagine been in multiples consistently for a while? So, um, so that's what it is, folks. That's that's what you got to um, look forward to if you're buying a house. Is just be prepared. We've talked about this many, many times. Talk to the right realtor, get your ducks in order, get that pre-approval, get your home ready to go early if you're planning on buying. Get a, get so this, despite all of the professional projections from companies and organizations like CMHC and all these media companies saying the real estate market's going to burst, there are far too many reasons to believe and things going on that make us believe that it's quite to the contrary. I suspect it will continue as it is for quite a while. Definitely no change in 2020. I don't see it changing anytime early in like first quarter of 2021. It's still going to be the same issue. Low supply, high demand. That's been, that's been fact for a while. Yeah. And even though in 2017, at the peak, there was those changes in, in mortgage rules and, and, you know, new tests for how you qualify and all that stuff, 
it put a lot of fear and the media put a lot of fear into people and it ultimately did have an effect on on the market and the prices came down but you're not even 3 years later and the prices now sounds like somebody's in trouble at your house can you the hear the prices that? now in 20, 2020 have surpassed the high peak prices of 2017 yes which is interesting because it's and we're not we're not in most cases it's not as competitive as it was back then either so it's just a natural progression i mean there's still multiple offers but you're not well, it's time. It's time. Right. It's like in the podcast, a couple of podcasts ago when we had Steve Cicchetto on and him and I talked about investment properties and what he would invest in. And we talked about condos and he said, you know, because he's well invested in, in real estate and obviously he's, um, he's now a more seasoned realtor. Um, he said the one mistake that he made was not doing it 10 years earlier. Yeah, I heard that. He started investing 10 years ago, and um, the mistake was not investing 10 years prior when he could have. And, um, you know, you and I have talked about when we moved from Oakville to Milton about not being counseled and didn't have any advice and didn't even, didn't even really think and try to keep that property Um when, when we made that switch, because we both used the equity from that property to purchase our existing homes. And it was a good move and a wise investment. Um, obviously, there are our, they are our family homes, but um, it was, was a good investment. Um, however, had we kept those properties, uh, that would have been a wise, very, very wise investment as well. So, you know, as time goes on, property value goes up. Of course, if you're surrounded by acres and acres of farmland and your closest neighbor is hundreds and hundreds of meters away and the school is 30 minutes away and Walmart is an hour drive and things like that, yeah, the markets change, right? Like as you go into more rural areas, we talked about this when we talked about uh, urban versus rural. Um, but in the GTA specifically, and most of our audience live in the GTA, no shortage. No shortage of, of as buyers. Long, as long as people aren't going on vacation, they're going to continue to look for other avenues to escape. And as we've discussed in previous podcasts, that's often getting a bigger home that satisfies uh, having more space for the family or the pool in the backyard or getting a oh, second pool property. Homes like are a off cottage. the chain. Pool homes are just yeah. seeing tons of attention now. Well, in many industries it's happening. Like my brother and sister-in-law usually go to Costa Rica for a couple months every year, but now they're not going to next year for 2021. So instead they are out looking at some new toys and looking at getting some snowmobiles and reinvesting that uh, money they would have otherwise spent on a vacation into something that they can, use at home to enjoy their time here more so lots of changes happening um but that's that's the latest and um again we'll see what happens but we've been pretty accurate in predicting what's been going down since the beginning of the year uh, up till now you know we're in we're in almost the end of August, almost the end of summer, which is kind of crazy to believe, but um, we've, we've predicted it this whole time. And uh, 
this is this is going to be no exception here, folks. So if uh, if you're thinking of upgrading, you're thinking of making a move, do it sooner rather than later this year. Um, if you want to get an investment property, the rental prices are starting to climb back up again because of shortage. So we've seen a little bit of a hiccup there over the last couple of months, but rentals are flying off the flying off the books pretty quickly as well. So good signs for the real estate market all around. Um, I had something interesting happen when I was out with buyers that I thought I would convey uh, to sellers, an important little thing. And it's, and it's kind of off topic. I apologize, but um, I was out with some clients looking at houses and there's one particular house that we had attempted to get into twice. And both attempts were, um, not successful. We were not, a, they wouldn't let us get through the house for whatever reason. And they are homeowners, not tenants at that property. Um, and the response from my clients who were quite interested in the home said, well, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. And they said, don't bother trying to schedule it again. So it's interesting uh, for sellers out there when all these little tips we give hey, whoa, you. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I had, I had a similar comment to you about a week or two ago about a property that you and I wanted to see. Yeah, I wasn't overly, obviously I wasn't that interested. What was, in it, what was your, what was your answer to me though? When I said, uh, Oh, I guess it wasn't meant to be because it, it had sold conditionally went back oh, on the I, market. I, I don't agree with that comment. I don't think, I think that's just a scapegoat. I think, you know, it wasn't meant to be as, you know, bullshit. It's just, you didn't make the effort to make it happen. So but but what, was, not, what, do, what did you say, What did you respond with? Nothing. I said, we, I actually pushed them and got them in there. No, to me, to you was, we just didn't make enough effort to get in there. I don't remember the exact words I said. I'm going to find the text. But use, I I think when people say, oh, it just wasn't meant to be. No, it wasn't just not meant to be. It's that you didn't take the initiative to make it be. Here's the thing. And I'll, we're going to end it on this. As I look for your text, there's going to be a few in there to scroll through. But as with anything, but my point that my point there is you're looking. No, no, no. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to end it. So you can't talk anymore. Okay. Uh, You've done 99% of the talking. I believe in the meant to be attitude Mm -mm. in the sense that. Okay. You got to go with your gut feeling. That's not meant to be. Your gut tells you what's meant to be. Your gut. So when when buying real estate, don't teeter-totter. Don't teeter-totter. Shit or get off the pot. Your gut yes. is going to tell you. if, And your gut will tell you if it's bad. And if it's bad, just move on. Right. If your gut's telling, if your gut is telling you it's good, it's good. If your gut doesn't understand what it's doing and your head doesn't understand what it's doing, then you might want to dig in a bit further and don't just say uh, it wasn't meant to be or it's not meant to be because there might be something there, right? Well, like, yeah. And that, that's where a good salesperson comes in. And you know, salespeople have a bad stigma around them. But I think good salespeople help those indecisive people make educated decisions 
and move forward with those decisions. Well, now we're getting totally off topic, but I'll, I'll give you a quick example of that on, again, with the same client, uh, the property that I sold on the weekend, this particular property, again, two years old, nicely upgraded, fit a lot of the check marks. Yes. Did not have that separate room where they wanted a sitting area. So while we were in the home, I looked at it and I go, well, wait a minute, there is enough space here that you can easily put up a nice wall. And I talked to them about making a feature wall with maybe some inset areas where you can hang some art and do some lighting features and things like that. And they go, wow, we didn't even really think of that. But yeah, if we put a wall here, we have a good size room that can be the that sitting area for our guests. And then we have this still this big room that we can use as the living room and and that overlooks the kitchen, that would make a lot of sense. And they took the night to think about it and they called me back and they said, actually, you're right. This this is the, a great home for us. So anyway, on that note, this was episode 93 of KT Confidential. Um, let us know what you think. Is what's happening right now in the lumber industry with with the shortage of supply and the higher prices, is this going to affect the real estate market? And if so, how? We'd love to hear what you think. Leave us a comment. And uh, if you like what you heard today, leave us a review. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a two-star review, whatever you like. We want your feedback. Review, comment, follow, like, all the above. Love you guys. See you, partner. We'll, uh, We'll see you next week, folks.